Hello, and welcome to Arts Forward MKE. I'm Lindsay Sheridan, your host and director of marketing and PR at Imagine MKE. Each week, I sit down with an artist or arts administrator in Milwaukee and dive deep into their story, asking them about their Milwaukee origin, their early memories that sparked a love of the arts, their current work, and their vision for the future of the city. If you haven't been listening so far, a little background. We're on episode six of this podcast, and the first seven interviews were recorded as part of a big video, audio, photo, storytelling project about our city's arts leaders that we were hard at work on when COVID hit in March. But we couldn't let all these great stories go to waste. So thanks for taking a bit of a trip back in time with us, and look for some more recently recorded interviews coming your way in the next couple weeks. Today, I welcome Kara Ogburn from Milwaukee Film. When I spoke with her back in February, her title was Education Director and Milwaukee Film Festival Programming Director, but now she's the org's Artistic Director. Congrats, Kara, and thanks for being a part of this project. Thanks all for listening, and please enjoy. Kara, thank you so much for being with us today. No problem. Uh, So I'm going to start off with a question that I start all these interviews with. Uh, do you remember an early time that you experienced art in a way that really impacted you deeply, that stuck with you? So I was lucky, I think, to have parents who uh, just gave me arts experiences um, as part of what was normal. I was in arts classes that were pretty cross-disciplinary and lots of opportunities to play. I was engaged in movement and dance from a really young age and kept with that as a practice for, you know, into my teens. Um, they dabbled in pottery as a hobby. And so they were, so there was sort of an opportunity sort of constantly around me. But um, the art form that I really was most inspired by probably was literature and reading. Um, As a kid, you could find me um, with a book wrapped around a bowl of cereal, with a book under the covers, using a glow worm to read. (laughs) Uh, I got in trouble for both of those things um, as a kid. Um, And I saw books as a way kind of out of what was a somewhat privileged life, um, you know, where I was given those kinds of arts experiences and where I was pretty comfortable, but as a way to really understand and think about the larger world. Um, And I think that's a thing that has inspired um, what I do now in terms of giving other people openings to worlds that are different from their own or similar, um, whether that's in seeing that you're not alone or in seeing that you are part of a vast uh, network of humans and creatures and ecologies um and cultures beautiful thank you so it sounds like you had all these opportunities to engage with a variety of different art forms and to get I guess a little bit down into brass tacks right away what uh what led all of that to uh work in the world of film specifically then none of that experience um I um I joke but it's sort of true that you know people you talk to people and you're like they're like oh I'm a film person I am not um I have not studied film formally studied uh film viewership nor filmmaking um my academic background is um as you would expect from that story about books um very much rooted in literature um Mm. as an undergraduate i studied english with a secondary major in comparative history of ideas which is a very specific major at the university of washington go huskies um (laughs) and uh, you know i'm sort of interested in theory broadly it came to grad school in milwaukee Mm. um and was in a master's program and a PhD program in modern studies, which is within the English department at UWM. Uh, That program no longer exists, but is 
or was uh, an interdisciplinary way of thinking about a variety of kinds of texts. And so in that work, and in, I think, specifically my teaching work that I got to do as a graduate student, really started understanding the value of experiencing texts, whether they're print or film, with other people and talking about them and talking about our own interpretations and kind of opening up um, empathy, Right, thinking mm-hmm. about how those experiences of art, regardless of form, kind of make you more open and make those conversations that you have with others richer and make you a better person. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that's aspirational. <laughs> um, what do you think is it that through film then allows you to really get at that empathy in a way that other forms don't? I mean, film is the master. Yeah. They call it an empathy machine. You're sitting, ideally, in a dark room, um, I'm partial to the Oriental theater, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> in a dark room where your senses are really focused in on the, whatever is happening on screen, whether that's the experience of a human who is similar to you, a human who's really different from you, or a non-human. Um, you're engrossed with your ears and your eyes um, in those experiences and uniquely suited to be open to the experience of that other Um I'll delve into like hot mm-hmm. theory moment here. Like I'm really thinking <laughs> about like a Levinasian sense of the other and this ethical relationship mm-hmm. where you see the other mm-hmm. as another subject and not as mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. different. So seeing that other as a subject, as um, as much a human or a being as yourself and being able to think about that experience as equatable to your own, and then you are left open to that, right? You have these emotional responses potentially in the theater, but you're left open to still seeing people when you walk out into the light as also having subjective human experiences. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I think is so interesting about your, your personal perspective that you bring to why film matters and probably how you come to choose the films that matter to be shown here in Milwaukee during the film festival at the theater throughout the year. So from that angle, uh, when you go out and seek films, you know, you get this opportunity to travel and and experience new work. Uh, What most resonates with you that uh, you convinces you need to bring it back to Milwaukee? There's a lot of things and they're kind of layered over one another. Um, You know, the festival's primary goal really is to expose Milwaukee audiences to cinema they otherwise wouldn't get the opportunity to see in a communal viewing experience, right? With others having that empathetic moment um, in a cinema. We're looking obviously for like good stuff, right? Things, uh, films that are technically savvy, um, that look good, that sound good, um, that are doing that emotional work really effectively where the impact is really strong. But I'm also, you know, really interested in what is relevant to a Milwaukee audience. What does our audience tend to respond to? And what do they need to be challenged by, right? What can push that response? Um, So we're looking for things that are broad in representation. Um, Lots of different kinds of lives depicted on screen. Lots of different makers who are making the work. Our programming is really broad. It's international. It's fiction. It's documentary. It's shorts. It's features. It's local. Um, And trying to have a balance of ways in for different audiences or ways out, um, not of the festival, but out of Milwaukee or out of a worldview that may 
sometimes not get kind of perforated in that way. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this last year uh, during the film festival, I went to see Cooked uh, and went to the post film talk uh, where people were invited to come together over a glass of wine and chat about what they what their reactions were to the film and I think it's such a an excellent way to wrap up uh an experience like that so that you're not just walking out of the theater and just you know mulling it over yourself that you get this opportunity to talk about it in community um can you talk more about how incorporating those sorts of activities became a part of the film festival and what you sort of hope is the the takeaway from people that participate in that programming. So I'm super excited that you participated in conversations because I'm very proud of that program. It's one that I kind of um, launched into the world back in 2011 when I was a seasonal Mm -hmm. staff member. Uh, But it's one that is close to like a lot of what matters to me um, for what our festival is able to do, right? Um, It's taking the value of a given audience member and treating them as an expert. Like you are an expert to your own experience and to whatever response you may have had to the film, to your emotional Mm -hmm. response. Um, And those bringing that experience and bringing it together with others who may have a different perspective. They came into the film with different things and they come away from it with different things and putting those together, you know, kind of creates learning. Mm-hmm. Um, conversation series is super unique to festivals because we do so many of them. And I think part of that is that it's um, a little bit logistically challenging. But more <laughs> importantly, I think it's that Milwaukee really cares about the value of talk. Milwaukee understands that we need to talk about differences. We need to be exposed to differences. We need to kind of grapple in order for us to move forward. And people say, oh, it's all talk. But talk is in a really important piece of opening up change. And I believe that pretty firmly. Uh, We're lucky to partner with the Zeidler Center for Public Discussion, now the Zeidler Group, um, in helping execute those conversations. Um, And just the fact that Milwaukee has a nonprofit that does that work um, speaks to like that Milwaukee cares about that kind of talking and conversation and, you know, in having a glass of wine with a stranger Mm -hmm. in like a controlled way. Mm -hmm. Nothing too crazy here, well, folks. New just, best, you know, you just made a, a new friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> you have something in common because you saw a film together. Right. right. Um, and that's a basis for some sort of a connection. Yeah. Um, so it's clear that Milwaukee Film really has a strong commitment to diversity and equi- equity, particularly as adv- evidenced by the Black Lens Program um, and the Cine Sin Fronteras Program. Uh how did those programs come about? What sort of goals do they do they hope to drive in that same vein of building places for connection and talk that might not already exist? So our cultures and communities director, Gerard Blanks, would probably have a different and better answer to this. Um, <laughs> but from uh, my perspective, I can say that, you know, all uh, both Black Lens and Cine San Fronteras and more recently Genre Queer, um, all of which are programs that fall under our new cultures and communities department, came about because we saw a lack of diversity in our audiences that didn't map to what we know Milwaukee to be, who we know to live here, and who we know will want to see great film. Because film is for everybody. Everyone likes to go to the movies. Even non-film people like me, um, you know, do have that, like, experience common. And it's a pretty low-bar art form, right? Um, A movie ticket is not 
fifty dollars. It's not seventy five dollars. Very few people wear gowns to the cinema. <laughs> it feels more accessible, and you know. The multiplex is an example of that. So we knew that we that there was an audience and that we needed to, one, put things on screen that would be compelling and attractive. Um, films where one can see oneself, um, whether that's on screen or in the maker. But we also knew that we needed to figure out how to get that audience to feel comfortable coming to us. Um, film festivals are perceived as incredibly elite and high culture and the, we have comedies yo like it's there <laughs> there really is something for everyone and mm-hmm. so um black lens and cinese and fronteras have really done a great job of making safe spaces and safe ways in for audiences that otherwise might not feel that the festival was for them or that the oriental theater was a place that they were welcomed mm-hmm. every day of mm-hmm. the year to come and see a great film Uh, And to their credit, it's been incredible outreach in the community and an incredible building of an audience that then we hope will find other films that aren't just, oh, well, these are the only films that are for me, but oh, wait, no. Uh, there's this whole program of kids' films. I ha- I have a niece who I want to expose to great cinema. I'm going to bring her to the shorts program for three-year-olds, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I really, you know, I'm really into documentaries, actually, and there's a whole world of those documentaries, music documentaries. Oh, I should. So mm-hmm. um, in the past year, we've done a better job of kind of cross-pollinating those programs with one another to really make sure that the programs are a way into the festival and into the breadth that that is mm. each year how great to have so many access points that uh, a whole community of the whole community of milwaukee can feel that they're welcome to we hope that they do yeah. we know we still yeah. have work to do um mm-hmm. that we're still needing to um create that safe space to create that welcoming um and that feeling of abundance that there is like just oh i had no idea there was all of this happening here yeah well, you've uh, fed right into the Imagine MK brand because we're all about abundance here, joyful abundance. So <laughs> perfect word choice. Um, I'm curious from your, your personal background, uh, you know, you moved to Milwaukee for school uh, from sort of far away, the West Coast. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what were your first perceptions when you moved here and what has convinced you to stick around and contribute to this, this powerful growth of, of uh, the film industry here, of the arts industry here? Like what's kept you around? So uh, I grew up in Seattle. I went to undergrad in Seattle. Um, and going to graduate school, uh, a trusted professor said, hey, you should check out UWM and this Modern Studies program and the Center for then 20th, now 21st Century Studies. Um, and I was like, this all looks great on paper. I had a friend who was attending uh, medical school here. I signed up to come to Milwaukee having never been to Milwaukee. Wow. And I had this perception that there were going to be a ton of cows and I'm well you know that is what they say about Wisconsin and they're just like there's not I mean you I I I love cows I love to yell when I see them on the side of the road when I'm on a road trip but I have to go awfully far so it's a little disappointing but what I surprisingly enough no cows downtown yeah in a major city very few um I and I and I had been a little concerned that I was going to go to grad school in a place that was really different than Seattle because Seattle is a city it's got lots of like great food and great beer and wine and culture and people care deeply about art and people making things there. And I discovered that Milwaukee has that also. Um, you know, Seattle has great coffee. 
Milwaukee has great coffee. Uh, Seattle <laughs> has great craft breweries. So does Milwaukee. I discovered <laughs> that there was actually so much more in common and in common with the Seattle of my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle's mm-hmm. changed a lot in the last mm-hmm. few years. Um, and Milwaukee is doing a lot of those things um, increasingly. Um, I've now been here for over 15 years and there's been a lot of change. Um, and uh, you know, I was I was here and I was in grad school, but wanting to stick around, wanting to contribute to those changes mm-hmm. is what kind of keeps me here. Um, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Milwaukee has changed in its sights, right? We know we are working toward things. We are working toward the betterment of our community, of our relationships with one another. Um, and you're constantly reminded of that, which is more exciting to me than living in a place where everyone assumes everyone is thinking about the world the same way and approaching the world the same way. I would rather be challenged daily to, you know, be reminded of my privileges, be reminded that I live in this world differently than others. Uh, Milwaukee provides me that opportunity, but also feels hopeful or we are moving and we are moving together. We may not know how to go, but we're trying Mm-hmm. Um, that eye towards the future seems to be pretty pretty important to Milwaukee Films' whole ethos, whole mission. And uh, as I was, you know, reminding myself about what you guys are up to and looking at your website, I really loved the way you, you describe uh, your mission, which was in our wildest sunshine dreams. <laughs> which is lovely. I like that wording a lot. (laughs) Milwaukee will become a global center for film culture in which film and shared cinematic experiences are used as tools for entertainment, education, engagement, and community building. So how far are we from that wild sunshine daydream goal? Um, What makes Milwaukee's film scene in its entirety so vibrant and poised for a really bright future? So in some ways we already are that. Um, Not everyone knows it. Um, Not everyone knows about the depth of talent of filmmakers, you know, coming out of UWM and Marquette and Myad and working here uh, and making films that, you know, Milwaukee produced a film that uh, just won an Independent Spirit Award. Uh, Not everyone knows that Milwaukee is a place where films are made. And they also don't always know that Milwaukee is a place where films want to be seen. Um, We've fought against that. And I think we've made great strides, um, sort of proving to the the folks who control where certain films play, that Milwaukee has an audience that wants to see this film. It's not just for people who live on the coasts. But we still, because the film industry is changing, we're constantly trying to figure out what does that now mean, right? What does it mean for us to be a city that is making films, a city where audiences are clamoring for films on screen? And we don't know what that's going to look like, but we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, We're constantly thinking about it. (laughs) What's next? So to pivot into the other uh, half of your job title, uh, tell me more about the education work that you're up to at Milwaukee Film. And I should have probably mentioned education earlier um, (laughs) because education is one of the ways that we're making sure that we have that audience. Um, Our education programs um, serve kind of three audiences that sometimes overlap. We have programs for youth and educators, um, making sure that young people in Milwaukee have access to high quality cinema and that they have access to the excitement, the the power of communal viewing. Uh, we bring 
about 10,000 students to the theater each year for screenings and give curriculum to teachers to help make sure that those films kind of thread back into the classroom. Uh, film is a great way uh, to be thinking about literacy um, because understanding a film text and understanding a print mm -hmm. text, you use a lot of the same skills. Um, although film texts are a whole lot more approachable uh, or seem a whole lot more fun. Mm -hmm. um, so we're using film and encouraging educators to do more with that. Um, we bring filmmakers into classrooms with our Real Talks program, sort of making high schoolers primarily, but middle schoolers and college students as well, aware that films are made by people and here are these people right here in front of me, and there is a career there, mm -hmm. and that making films isn't only directing films. There's careers in making music for films. There's careers in lighting, which just blows some students' minds. <laughs> uh, we have a program where our, we have an educator fellowship where we charge a small group of educators with really thinking about how to increase the use of film in their classroom mm. and they do peer-to-peer -peer professional development um, in our fifth we just celebrated our fifth class of those and I did math to figure out that now annually those teachers who've gone through that program together combined are serving about 9,000 students each year wow. and bringing film into their practice right we live in a we're constantly consuming televisual media and we need to be consuming it critically as much as we're consuming print uh, critically. And so making sure that's a piece of classrooms. We're also doing work with young people making films of a new high school filmmaking program. Um, and I'm really excited to see their premiere in summer. And then we also have programs for filmmakers, um, <laughs> adult filmmakers. Uh, folks who may have gone to film school and are trying to make a sustainable career here. Um, we have programs, uh, professional development and networking throughout the year through the Milwaukee Filmmaker Alliance, which is kind of our brand for filmmaker services. We also have a grant, uh, which this past year, we the Brico Forward Fund gave $100,000 in cash, as well as about $100,000 in donated production services to a number of films in production and development. That film I referred to earlier that won an Independent Spirit Award, Give Me Liberty, uh, mm. was a Brico Forward Fund recipient a few years back. Mm. Uh, that grant is proving kind of the, the power of investing in the arts um, locally. You have to be local uh, <laughs> to apply for it and to get access to that. Um, and maybe we'll start seeing some filmmakers move here because they're going to start seeing that Milwaukee has this community, has these opportunities. We're trying to support kind of financially, but also career growth in that area. And then we have our education programs for general audiences, the conversation series, mm -hmm. um, which is pretty peer or, you know, or audience driven, as well as panels uh, during the festival. And we're looking to see what might grow in that area as we get a little bit more comfortable at the cinema you know, what can we offer in the way of kind of like adult film appreciation courses, um, deepening kind of that love of film that's nascent in the city, but maybe people want more structure to feel comfortable going to see Korean films that aren't Parasite. <laughs> there are others. There are others. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, what an amazing array of education offerings you have. We're a little busy. <laughs> a little and it's busy. not just me. We have two, yeah. two staff who are responsible for all of the 
wonder that happens <laughs> in those spaces. I'm just here to champion them. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the programs you mentioned that's really sticking with me and I'm curious to learn a little bit more about is the, the program for high schoolers, especially as these kids are in a stage where they're beginning to think, what the heck do I do after school? So mm-hmm. I'm just curious to learn a little bit more about that and um, how the kids come to enter the program and, and what sort of films they produce from that. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. We're in the pilot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an application process. We had 39 applications and we only have 24 students. We had to turn down some students. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a 20-week course uh, where they come here to No Studios, to Milwaukee Films offices. And it's across the city, across the community. So we're bringing together students from a variety of different high schools and making them work together in teams uh, to produce documentaries primarily, although they might Mm. make some kind of like docu-fictions, to really tell their own stories, to tell the stories that matter to them. And I forgot to mention earlier, because we're doing too many things in education, (laughs) that this is kind of the other hand to our teen screen programmers. Uh, There's a program in our festival. It's called Teen Screen. It is programmed by teens. And I say it's for teens, but it's also for anybody who's a former teen, because the films that they are showing are some of my favorites in the festival. Mm -hmm. But it's really giving the next generation of programmers, of filmgoers, of filmmakers, a space to use their voices and to help teach us what is it that young people want to see on screen. Um, They're inspiring. Their programmatic goals are super ambitious. (laughs) They want, they want to see inclusive content. They Mm -hmm. want to see more experimental things than you would expect that teens would want. They Mm -hmm. want to be challenged. They Mm -hmm. don't, they're not afraid of subtitles. They <laughs> don't shy away from inventive documentary. Um, it's pretty inspiring to work with the high schoolers of today. Hmm. How fantastic that there are documentaries as well. We wanted to, uh, there's, so there's other programs in the city that do incredible work with animation. Milwaukee Visionaries Project um, is doing a lot of work with fiction and with animation. And we wanted to fill in a gap. So we thought mm-hmm. documentary is an undervalued form of storytelling and and we don't we should probably not tell the teens who are in the class and who are like I'm going to be a filmmaker this but documentary storytelling is a great uh, pathway into all kinds of things that you do in the working world um, where you're mm-hmm. like telling a story about a real thing in order to persuade somebody or to uh, inform somebody mm-hmm. so it's it's a good cross skill if you think about how do I how do I best tell the story of a real thing? <laughs> tell me more about what it's like to work with your colleagues at the film festival, what your team is like, and what really gets you excited about building and moving towards the future. So as we've as we've grown in our somewhat short life, um, Milwaukee Film Festival is only 12, um, but we are incredibly precocious for 12, and we've never stopped growing. So in the time... Uh, I've only been with the organization since 2011, and that was as a seasonal employee. Um, We've grown out of our old offices, expanded in those offices, grown out of them again, um, eventually moving to no studios and growing. We've we've practically grew out of our offices the day we moved in. Um, We're we're kind of a constantly expanding team because we're constantly doing new things um, and doing and, and having Milwaukee rise to the fact that the new things that we're doing are worth it, are valuable, are needed. Mm, our team thus is incredibly dedicated to 
making sure that we're presenting the best festival, the best education programs, the best cinema content, that we're running the best cinema, um, a truly kind of like world-class uh, vision from everyone, right? Not just our leader, but everybody mm-hmm. cares deeply about what we do and is really passionate toward that. Um, they're also scrappy. <laughs> like <laughs> everyone will jump in. You know, there's nothing that's like, oh, that's too whatever for me. Mm-hmm. Like you will you will see our CEO and artistic director tidying, right? <laughs> Doing whatever it is that we need to do to get something done. Um, the, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're really uh, ambitiously forwarding this idea, or not, maybe it's not that ambitious, but, it, you know, of... Uh, there was already this great film community here, but we were too humble about it. And so we're building on that and, and expanding on it in a really powerful way that's, uh, that I think not, um, not like unnecessarily hidden. You're like, we're here. This is really, (laughs) this is really, uh, an opportunity for Milwaukee's film community to, to shine and grow and, uh, not stay under the radar. Yeah. And I think, it's picking up a little bit on that that thing I was saying about Seattle and about Milwaukee. It's like Milwaukee loves what Milwaukee makes, right? We love the local. We love the artisan. We love to support our local artists. And our Cream City Cinema Select section each year is one of the best attended sections at our festival. A lot of other festivals will push the local content kind of off to the side. It doesn't have the audience that, you know, Hollywood stars get we're kind of it's on the same level like people will show up to see what's in the Milwaukee show they don't know these films these films do not have (laughs) named stars but Milwaukee cares deeply about supporting its own Mm -hmm. and I think that that positions us really uniquely but it's also a great time in the industry where there is kind of a voice for hearing from different voices in the industry from having different kinds of makers represented um, and hearing voices of the Midwest from the Midwest as opposed to stories about the Midwest being told by New Yorkers or Hollywood. And so it's a really unique time to be able to say, no, this is like real. Like this is who gets to tell this story. And these are stories that people want to hear or see regardless of where they live, that they're not just good enough for Milwaukee, but that they are truly world-class. I love that. So, Kara, to close us out, tell us about something that you want to celebrate and lift up that you love in Milwaukee arts and culture right now. So, Milwaukee Film sometimes identifies, like, the cool nonprofit kid club it's a working title that we hope we're part of. Um, and we've identified two other organizations in the city that we think are part of this. And so I'm constantly impressed by the work that 88.9 is doing kind of on the air and on, oh, I'm about to say their exact tagline, but in the community really, <laughs> it's it was strange to me to come to a city where the kind of alt, you know, audience driven nonprofit radio station did so much storytelling um, and really Mm -hmm. championing the great things that are happening in our city, all the while being aware of those changes that we're all and challenges that we're all thinking about constantly. So every morning I get inspired by a thing I didn't know was happening. Um, I get 
I have to go look up an organization. I have, I get to also hear great music. I'm not naturally inclined to like seek out new musical artists. (laughs) Um, And so, and it feels like sort of the cultural uh, like foil to the work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. um, in a very different art form, but one that's kind of holding hands Mm -hmm. with uh, one another arts wise, but also in thinking about the community. All right. I think that uh, is about it for today. Thank you so much for joining us, Kara. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe by searching Arts Forward MKE on your favorite listening platform or go to imaginemke.org slash podcasts. Stay tuned for a new episode next Thursday. Also, be sure to check out our other two podcasts, Imagine This Podcast and Black Imagination, and follow us on social. On Facebook, we're Imagine MKE, and on Insta and Twitter, we're at Imagine underscore MKE. Special shout out to musician Cola for the use of his song, I Want You to Be Kind to Yourself, which you're listening to now. Be well, friends.